This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg, powered by Drivers Village and Hummel's Office Plus. Hour number two of Orange Nation underway on ESPN Radio, and we kick off hour number two as we do at this time every Monday by bringing in the Hall of Famer Floyd Little. He's brought to you by William Matar and powered by Drivers Village. And, and Floyd, we had a, a caller in the last hour suggest that that SU's loss to Pitt was the result of you know it being a trap game for the Orange that maybe they looked past Pittsburgh, uh, you know, going into their bye week and and got ahead of themselves a little bit. I have a hard time thinking that way because of the start SU got off to that it was fourteen nothing. I think of a trap game like they came out lethargic or flat. Wanted to get your thoughts on that. Do you think Syracuse lost that game from a mental standpoint, or was it just a, a case of you know Pitt was the better team that day? No, Pitt wasn't a better team, but they won. And uh, I'm kind of excited about the team and disappointed at the same time that they would get a start like they got and then turn around and lose the game. But uh, I think the team is a better team than it was a year ago. I can tell you that. I'm excited about the team and who they are and what they are. I'm excited that in the last six games or the next six games, they should win at least half of them. So, but I don't think it was a trap game. I don't think they looked past it. I, I, don't, I don't think Dino would let them. I think he goes game by game by game by game. We just have to learn to finish. We haven't learned to finish yet. And and and, and quite frankly, we're giving up too many yards on defense. You know, Floyd, coming off that week, then you go into a bye week and, and you're just sitting around and, and you don't, you know, I, I shouldn't say sitting around, but you don't get a chance to get back on the field that following weekend. You've got to wait two weeks. What kind of stuff happens as, as you're, you know, there getting ready for a game, but you don't get that opportunity to get back on the field quickly. Well, it's, it's right. I think I mentioned last week that uh, losing two games and then having a bye week is not good for the players and their men- mentality because all they're doing is thinking about what happened and what should have happened. They should have won the pit game. They had a chance to win the Clemson game. They could have been 6-0, and now they're 4-2. And, and, and for having a week off, the coach is going to work the heck out of you because of it, preparing for the next game. But that week, you should have a chance to enjoy, relax, get healthy again. And, and, and that didn't happen because of the two losses. So a bye week, in my opinion, is not good after two losses. But a bye week is the best thing can happen to a hardworking team that can rest. So they caught between the horns of a dilemma right now because the coaches are trying to get back and prepare for the North Carolina game. And the players are kind of down because they lost two in a row and they shouldn't have. So it's a psychological uh, battle right now that somehow they got to prepare and get ready and straighten up and prepare for the North Carolina State game. Is this where the the leadership of the team is tested? Where you need a guy like you know Eric Dungy to step up and Antoine Cordy and Kendall Coleman and and guys who have have been in this program for a while and and you know that the younger guys are listening to them? Is this where the leadership is tested of, the, of a team? Yeah, it is. It is, Steve, and uh, this is where it. The quarterback's got to step up and say, hey, my fault, my bad. we got to change this and turn this around. And here you got a defensive team that's uh, a line that's leading the conference in sacks. I mean, they're doing their job. Uh, offensive line is keeping them off of uh, Dungy. So somebody has to step up in that group and say, listen, we are a good football team. We're not a great football team, but the next six games that we play, and this is what they got to be concerned about, one at a time, that we got to go after and prepare for the next game and let everything else go by. We are a good team, and we can show it. 
Floyd, coming off the law, uh, off the bye week, now you have half your season still ahead of you. And, and so I'm curious, you know, as as a player, as somebody who's been around this game forever, you know, is is it a a better thing, a more beneficial thing to have your bye week now where you're really splitting your season in half? Or would you rather have it later to to get over injuries or earlier to make some adjustments? It, do you think that the Orange benefits from having this bye week smack in the middle of the season? Yeah, I think it's good because you're in the middle of the season. you got to uh, figure out where you are and what you need to do. you got six games to go. You're 4-2. and two. This is a good time for them to rest. I just think it's a bad time because they're coming off of two losses. But to have a bye week in the middle of the season couldn't be perfect. All right. So in terms of you know figuring things out moving forward, what's your biggest question, Mark? What's the the number one thing you'd like to see this team uh, adjust going into the second half of the season? I, I think at the top of my list it would be you know stopping the run. I think that would be the at the top of, of most of our list. What what else are you looking for this team to do though uh, going forward? And you know with this you know game number seven now uh, coming up against uh, North Carolina on Saturday. I think they got to really just buckle down and learn how to finish. I think the team does a good job. They get a good start. They're holding the other defenses, holding the other offenses, and they just got to figure out what do we have to do to finish. When we get ahead, and they've been ahead in every game they played, and losing at the end, how can we finish where we start? And uh, that's something that the, the leaders of the team, the captains of the team, Coaches don't play, so they can't tell you that. Somebody on the team has to bring them together and say, okay, this is what we have to do. I'm going to do my part. I want you to do yours. Let's go out there and have some fun. They're not having the kind of fun they need to have. Football is supposed to be fun. And I can tell you right now, these players in this in this bye week, they got their heads down. Somebody's got to get their heads up and say, hey, it's half the season. We're four and two. Let's finish up the season strong. When you say they've got to learn how to finish, how do you do that? Is it just a matter of winning games and and keeping a lead? Well, no, I think they shut the engines down. When they're ahead, like they've been, they kind of cut back. Now they're playing not to lose. That's what I mean by finish. When you're playing not to lose, you're going to lose. So they got to have fun, continue playing, and not worry about the score at this point in time. Just keep doing what we're doing having fun, enjoying, putting the ball in the end zone. This is what I mean by finish. They can't just sit back and say, all right, the defense is going to hold them on this series. They've come off the field and they've had two three and outs, three three and outs when they were ahead. You can't do that. you got to keep moving that ball on the field, doing the best you can do. Players have got to be enjoying it and finishing the game by continuing to score and keeping a foot on the neck of the opponents. Floyd Little joining us here for another couple of minutes. Floyd, did you uh, did you watch any NFL uh, yesterday or, or last night? Did you happen to see the yeah. Patriots Chiefs game by chance? I thought I thought the Chiefs Patriots game was probably one of the best games I've ever seen in all the years. You never knew who was going to win until the end, and I enjoyed that game. And I kind of I, I don't get excited about games as much as I used to. But that was a game that I got excited about, and they're going to meet again before the season's over. Yes, <laughs> I think we would all agree on that. that I will uh, sign up for that. That will probably be the AFC title game, if you ask me. Uh, mm-hmm. Fantastic game, and I'm with you, Floyd. Like I, I want. I know you're out on the West Coast. We're on the East Coast here. I wanted to go to bed. I had to get up early. I couldn't go to bed. I couldn't turn it off. I, I yeah, had to watch well, and see how that that thing was, turned out. It was, it was it was football at its best. That's how football is played. You never know who's going to win until the last five seconds of the game. 
They played well. They played hard. This kid, this quarterback from the Chiefs is something special. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, I did want to ask you about a particular play in that fourth quarter uh, when Tom Brady ran for the touchdown and the Chiefs linebacker, Breland Speaks, had him wrapped up. Yes. And you, you watch the replay and he, he let him go. And then Speaks said afterwards, well, I, I thought he threw the ball. I didn't want to get called for a penalty. Right. Um, right. The, the fact that it's it's entering into the defensive players' minds now, have the, have the referees and has the league taken – the safety too far that you know a guy like that at a key play like that he he just lets the quarterback go because well I don't want to get called for a penalty in this situation or or do you think that you know the the league is right to um you know obviously the league is right to make this an emphasis but I guess my question is have they have they taken it too far no I, I don't think so I I think that he made a personal decision he didn't finish like our Syracuse football team don't finish when you got a guy wrapped up finish it. He didn't finish whether he was going to get a penalty or not. You got to finish. If you're tackling somebody, like I just throw him to the ground, he let him go. That's a bad move on his part. He had him while he had the ball. Why would you let him go? And I don't know it has anything to do, and I don't think players think about the rules or what the league has done or what the league say you can't do this, you can't do that. When you're playing football in the heat of the game, you play football. And, and and whatever happens, happens. He had him. He let him go uh, for whatever reason. Nobody knows but him. And I don't think his he was thinking about what the rules are. I'm going to get a penalty if I don't let him go. If I slam him to the ground, I'm not. I'm going to get a penalty. I don't think he was thinking that. I think he uh, made a mistake. He had him. <laughs> slipped out of him. He scored a touchdown. And it was the difference between the game. Yeah, Brady was and asked now, about it. Now you yeah. can't you can't imagine if he ever gets that position again, he probably won't let him go. He's not letting him go. Yeah, yeah. Brady was asked about it after the game, and he said, uh, "I'm I'm not sure why he let me go. If he had a chance to tackle me, he probably should have tackled me." That was, right. That was his answer. Exactly. Um, and that's my that's my point. Yeah. Tackle had nothing to do with thinking about the rules. No, he had him, and he let him go. I think he probably slipped out of his grasp. Yeah. Uh, last one for you. Uh, your Broncos are now two and four, and I saw the 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 scene pregame there with like four to six inches on the field. I couldn't help but think of you, Floyd. I know you're in Vegas, but uh, you know, obviously, used to to, to play there in Denver. Um, what's what's going on with your Broncos? They won the first two, well, now they've I, lost four they in a row. Three in a row. I mean, yeah. they're they're going in the wrong direction. Uh, I can't imagine what's going on with them. Uh, they had a good. Uh, Rams team right way they wanted and lost. Yeah, it happens. I don't think their quarterback is as seasoned as he needs to be, and they don't have the confidence in him yet. But I think the season's still long. We got an opportunity to still do some great things. But nobody's going to beat Kansas City in that division anyhow. Yeah, Kansas. I I said this to Seth before the show started, um, and we haven't gotten to it on the air yet. But I, I'm not convinced that. That Kansas City's not the best team in the AFC. I know the Patriots won the game last night, but I yeah. I am very impressed by the Chiefs. Oh, I, th- I, I think they're the I best team in the AFC. Steve on that, I got to believe that yeah. the Chiefs under Mahomes' direction and the way they're playing with the confidence. See, it's a lot about confidence. And when you're playing with confidence, you expect to win. What we have to do as a Syracuse football team is play with that same kind of confidence. They expect to win. And if you're not expecting to win, and that's why they can't finish and they haven't been able to finish because a lot of these games they're happy to be in and they're not expecting to win them. But if they go out and take the field and expect to win, like the Kansas City Chiefs, they're going to win the majority of the rest of the 
of their games this year. All right, a chance to bounce back uh, this Saturday, 12-20 kick inside the dome between Syracuse and North Carolina. Floyd, as always, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much. We'll do it again next uh, Monday. All right, it's great. Thank you. Thank you, Seth. Thanks, Floyd. All right, there he is, the Hall of Famer. we got to take a timeout. Phone lines now open the rest of the way at 315-437-7644. Back after this on ESPN Radio.